Today I sit down with music artists Tyler and Georgia Costola from Queensland, Australia. In this vulnerable conversation about their lives, we discuss overcoming addiction, how to build a house of truth that cultivates an environment of intimacy, and what it looks like to create dialogue to help others feel safe and worthy. Before we begin our dialogue today, I thought it would be fun to let you in on a little bit of the background of how we first met. I contacted them through Instagram and then quickly was like, we got to do an interview because you're amazing and I freaking love your music. (laughs) So I can't wait to share our conversation with you today. Our recording is a little shoddy, so bear with us on the few bumps in the road, but we hope that you're inspired and that your heart is filled with hope today. You gained some clarity along the way, and I truly believe this could be the best part of your day. So how long have you guys like been together together? Were you friends before you started dating? Like give me some history. Yes. Um, it's actually quite funny. Um, we were friends. We connected through cause he was in my sister's year at school. Um, and his best friend dated my sister for a little while. <laughs> so he would always come over to my place and we were friends for Six, seven years? It was about that, yeah. Before we started dating? Six years before we started six dating? six years before we started dating, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he was always chasing me. <laughs> I <laughs> Is just, that um, true, Ty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he owns it. That's great. I kept, I kept getting the cold shoulder for quite a few years. <laughs> he did, he did. <laughs> it's a bit of a funny one. In year 10, I felt like I was going, I felt like God said that I was going to marry Tyler. And I was like, oh, don't know if that's God. So um, wrestled with it and decided it wasn't God for a little while. And then, and then. Um, you started dating someone else. I, yeah, I dated someone else for three months. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, no, it, it's definitely God. Definitely. He's definitely telling me that it's Tyler that I'm going to marry. And then Tyler had the same the same because I never wanted to tell Tyler that never wanted him to have um or never wanted him to feel forced into it so I never wanted to tell him and then um he had the same word from God himself this is this is years later though (laughs) you dated someone else and then Tyler did you date anybody during that time no I've actually never dated anyone except for Georgia really yeah. yeah so I was about year 10 uh, year 10 or 11 and then I was just like yep like I like her she's pretty like got her head screwed on straight like loves God um incredibly beautiful just like all oh, the, the little boxes that ticked them like yep that's it my heart's Love old <laughs> oh that's so good um so can we talk about your background of faith whoever wants to go first yeah mm-hmm do you want to go first? Huh? Yeah, I can go first. Um, so I, I grew up in a Christian family and always, always had a relationship with God. Um, and I would say it was particularly good when I was a little kid. And as um, like, you know, I would just, I would love singing worship songs. I love doing that as a little kid. And then as I got into primary school and into my teenage years, that, that faded out quite a lot. Um, so I'd very much just say, still went to church, piggybacking off my parents' faith, so to speak. Um, never bad like I always was just like yeah I, I still want to do things like still pretty good kid I guess um, in a lot of ways like obviously um, very struggles and things but always tried to do the right thing um, 
And then I'd say in my teenage years, there was just a few pivotal things that happened that was like, okay, I need to get my life right with God. Um, one of them, I got addicted to pornography and I was like, that was just, to me, it was just like this. I kept trying to break myself free of it, like just punishing myself, doing all these various things. And I'm like, I'm going to shake myself free of this thing. And um, in the same time period, like just after that had started, I started liking Georgia as well. And um, Georgia was just headstrong after God. Um, it's like at our school, we went to a Christian school and uh, it's funny because there's like the, like the mini church service that you do once a week in the school and, uh, you know, whole array of students. And there's only like, you know, three or four kids there who actually worship and hold their hands up and stuff. The rest of us just stand there and look around and like, oh yeah, too embarrassed. <laughs> she was one of the ones that was just, yeah, always hard after God um, in amongst the crowd. And um, yeah, there was just a bunch of those things that actually, oh, okay. So initially I, you could say I started trying to pursue God more um, I'd say partly because what was happening behind the scenes of like, I don't like the feeling of this. I don't like, I guess, who I'm becoming with this in me. And also um, like, yeah, lots of factors, but also, wow, I really like her. And how can I get to her? <laughs> well, I better pursue God. Um, yeah. So I would say that those were initial kickstarts that really got the ball rolling for me. And then, um, yeah, God having dealt with that, it was the thing of, he actually sets me free of that. I'm fully forgiven. I'm fully set free by him, not by the works that I can do. And that actually broke the addiction off for me. So God did this incredible work behind the scenes with pornography and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, in pursuing, <laughs> in pursuing her, I was pursuing God more. And I guess I kind of flirted to convert myself, so to speak. <laughs> um, God started really shifting my heart. Um, yeah. And then just seeing various other Christians just really pursuing God and seeing incredible fruit come from their lives. It made me really hungry, which led to once school ended. Um, I went and was part of youth with a mission for a bit. And um, in regards to faith, that was just a solid, like all this Christian teaching and stuff, everything I had in my family, all these things just suddenly, I guess, meshed together. Made sense. Made sense for the first time. Like everything just kind of became really solid so prayer and worship became things that were real and alive to me um mm. and it's not that this wasn't demonstrated in my family at all it's just kind of like I guess I was just a little bit like it never really clicked for me but it finally clicked for me yeah um yeah I'd say that was sort of the what kind of kick-started up my faith with God again mm. so mm. fascinating that's amazing. What was the would you say when you look back at your at your narrative is there can you pinpoint that shift or was it just a gradual process? I would say, I would say it was quite gradual, but there was moments where it accelerated. Um, so for me, one of them was in regards to like with the pornography thing, it was, I just let go one day. I didn't like, oh, you feel dirty and clean whenever you give in. And it's like, I'd given in. I was just like, God, I'm not going to shame myself, beat myself down. Like I give this to you. And something really shifted in me from that point was like, wow, I am fully, like, it's funny. He's met me in my darkest moments in my <laughs> things, uh, like the dirtiest places of my life, which has sort of been like, yes. So those were sort of some of those foundational moments that, um, yeah, picked it off. Um, yeah, I don't know. Similar to what I said, what I watched others doing it, something shifted in me and then it kind of like, 
would take off as well. Or yeah, same as when um, Georgia came along on the scenes. It was like, oh yeah, yeah, kind of. So there's just a few factors that accelerated the growth and mm -hmm. things yeah. changing from that point. So it's more gradual. Yeah. Yeah. More of a gradual. And my my testimony, I've known I've known that God is God and I'm not since I've since I can remember, really. Um I just I just remember like and I look back at my childhood faith and kind of envy it sometimes because back then I was so unashamed of him I remember do you know the song I'm not ashamed of the gospel Lord yeah oh yeah do you know that one yeah we used to sing it at um we used to sing it at Sunday school and then primary school and I was like why would anyone ever be ashamed <laughs> and I used to always evangelize to like the kids on the playground wherever I went um just just God's been in my life He's been evident in my life for a long time and I can't deny that at all and I can't deny the joy that he's given me. Yeah. Or the, um, he's been a really good father to me. Like um, didn't necessarily have the greatest example of a father but he was um, through through that whole, the whole of my childhood, he was there being an amazing father, providing for me encouraging me when I felt discouraged and um yeah so I don't I don't remember a pinpoint time that I gave my life to God I do remember um I, I'd already given my life to God for sure but I do remember um there was a point in my teenage years where because my um my dad used to be very very strict like a very strict Christian but it was like in a way that was a bit harmful um and he um got really angry at me um at something that I didn't do and then I I was had this split second thought I was like I what if I just rebelled against God because that would be rebelling against dad like that would hate that um and I was like no way like in the next split second it's like no way why would I ever that would just be bad for me in every way <laughs> because I know what God's done I know how beautiful he is why would I ever want to leave that relationship just to get back at someone else so um I remember having that time where I questioned um what if I did turn away um but I was like no no that that would just be horrible for me. I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> yeah. That's my story. Just unwilling to take the risk of being separated from God. That it, At that moment, it's like you realize that it's not about hurting your earthly father, that that would damage you more than mm -hmm. how you wanted to make him pay for the way you were feeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. God's um God's so good and I think I do have times like what you were saying how I didn't want to take the risk of leaving God um 
so, 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 so often in my life, I take that risk, but unawares of it. Like I just, just slowly start reading less of my Bible. I slowly like get distracted by other things. And I take that risk in those moments. Um, But for that moment where that thought was there, it was like, no, definitely not. Um, Yeah, but I definitely, I definitely fall short so much in my relationship with God still. Um, Yeah, and I constantly have to go back to him and repent and um, renew my relationship with him. So I feel that way. It's our humanity. All of it keeps our flesh completely surrendered and committed to God because we know that he's everything. You know, he's the core. He anchors us. Uh, it's interesting. There's so much already in both of your stories that I, that I relate to. And I'm just like, Oh God, you're amazing. The way you connect. Um, wow. us. God has never, just like what you guys have both said, you look back and you realize like God never leaves your story. You see, yeah. you see him there always and how he redeems Georgia, your story with your father and how you see God, that intimacy and you see God fathering you, right? That intimate belonging you see yeah. Father God, you see that deep fathering and how he tends to your soul and tends to, to everything that you need. I just want to tell both of you, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing. I know there's so much more in your story that I want to learn. Um, but I just want to say to you as a man that I'm very passionate about helping women to understand that men are not the villain, right? And we have a hero and his name is Jesus. But ultimately, that what Satan wants to do is to pin the fight on the face of a human being to exhaust Mm -hmm. us and think that that's where our war is. Um, This is a war for identity. That's just a chapter in my Mm -hmm. story, right? Just like with your father or with what you went through, Tyler, all of that. It's, but I just, I want you to know that that's, I just was like, thank you, God. When you said that, I just thought that's so amazing because you know, I have very open, candid conversations with my sons. They're 18 and one's about to be 17. And it's just beautiful. You know, we talk about that. And I said, you know, if we've learned anything, we, we've got to know that this isn't a house of secrets. This is a house of truth. And yeah. Satan shames us the, the greatest in silence. You know, that's yeah. where he assaults our hearts is in, in the silence. Right. And, uh, and, I, I do talk to women when that door opens about pornography. You know, it's it's such an assault on on your heart as a man, and of course on the heart of a female. What I really educate women on is why men do that is is for different reasons than what we think. You know, mm-hmm. we just automatically say, "Oh, it's lust." But I said you got to understand that the spiritual warfare that's happening is so much greater than just getting satisfaction. Right. Mm. And that's the initial, that's the draw, but that pit, that deep, dark pit that it drives any human being into. But Mm. the reason why, why a man is drawn to that, you know, to begin with, because I want women to know I would be vilifying you. I would be vilifying my sons. Right. Mm. If that, that's my view is that to vilify the hearts of men and to, and to say they're the enemy, 
that's not the case. Wow. Yeah. And that's, that is so beautiful that you've seen that, like God's revealed that to you. I think um, I know people who have been hurt by men and that there's just so much, um, so much talk. They talk them down so much. And I, oh, it, yeah, it breaks my heart because I think there's so, so many men that need to be encouraged. And I think the more that we put them down, the more that they will, they will hide. Um, yeah. But I find that really beautiful. I can't wait to read your book, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, just a practical question. How do you go about talking to your kids just openly and candidly about it? Because mm. so, for example, like I come from it, like I love my background in my home. It wasn't perfect by any means, but I'd say a pretty solid foundation set. But we never talked about this. This was something yeah. you keep down, you hide away. And that was one of the first things I learned with it. Um, once God started do, like doing these things for me, it was, um, well, it was actually bef- before I, I felt that full release from God from it um like the full forgiveness within it before it was like i need to talk about this i can't keep hiding this and one of the people it was just like i want you to tell georgia i'm like no bad idea don't want to do that he's like like she's the last person you want to tell i want you to tell her and Mm. like of course georgia got hurt by that we're just friends at that stage but um anyhow but yeah just the wondering how you go about talking about that with your own children Mm. thank you for asking so trust is so it's everything. And I, I always want my children to feel loved. I look at scripture and that scripture tells me that it's perfect love that, that cast out fear it's in the, if we want to say in the body of Christ, in our Christian homes, that we talk so much about faith. If you just have enough faith, right? If you just love God enough, if you think about the person on the screen that you're looking at and pornography, that that's someone's daughter or someone's son, it's not enough. And so we, we hear these things, right? Tyler, you're smiling. I know we've heard it, but it's like, it's a, because I know that lust is the attraction, but that's not lust is not, it's not what keeps us. And that's what I educate even, you know, my sons about it's shame that that draw and that shame is because mm-hmm. the lie is you're you're not more than this this is all you are and it is establishing trust it's establishing that when i say you can tell me anything and i'm not going to judge you i actually mean it yeah wow and they know that i mean it they know that it's you know i i'll share with them i i'm not here to have all the answers I know the one that does and I'm connected and I'm, I'm intimately in love with Jesus Christ. And I know that we are going to get through this. And the most important thing for me is that if I can demonstrate to them love that the scripture talks about and that they can have their own experience with that love, that if I'm one of the stops along the way as their mom and helping them to be comfortable and have a conversation. And I think that's it is that I just tell them, you've got to talk about it. You've got to talk Mm -hmm. about it because if you stay 
you know, I say like, if we look at a cancer, I think about that as a form of like cancer grows in silence, right? People go to the doctor, well, you're stage four. What happened to the other three stages when I was living life? You know, it's like, it grows mm. in silence and you don't know. And so before long, you've gone from being a 12 year old boy seeing pornography to becoming an addict who's in now mm. in your thirties and your if that makes sense. So like, how yeah. do we get from there to here? And the, it, you know, that, that lie, if they, if they knew what I did, if they knew who I was, if they knew what I looked at and it's, it's just that, that mindset, it's like, how do we create a culture of love? How do we create the greatest influence from right here? in those mm -hmm. conversations. And so just that love, because I, I feel that there is, there is an agenda within every addiction. There is an agenda and an assignment of the enemy. And it is, it is a war for our identity. Mm -hmm. It truly is. If we say our identity is in Christ, that we're rooted and grounded in love. You know, we, we throw those scriptures around expecting that because we've grown up in an environment of faith or in a Christian home that, that we're all just going to get that, but nothing transforms us the way renewing our minds, but we, we, it's the trust. It's mm -hmm. trusting that, that we have a God that will see us through and, and yeah. we're that, we're that contact, you know, we can create those conversations for people to feel loved. So that yeah. that fear will remain. That's so beautiful. Wow. That was really good. Thanks. Yeah. Thank beautiful. you for asking. So I would have been either just started in high school or just finishing primary school when on the computer, um, one of, it was like, I can't remember for what, which site it was, but for a pornography site, it just flashed up while I was on the internet, like just came on the screen and I freaked out. I was just like, whoa. And I went, when and um told my parents i was just like i don't know what this was like freaked out about it but then i would say that was probably what that was the initial kind of spark mm. initially i recognized it was wrong and i don't want that but then my guess is probably about 14 i reckon um it would have been about year eight or nine for me i think i again i just don't exactly remember yeah um but yeah, that's when it started. And then that was just the repeat journey of that shame cycle, just repeat, 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 get good for a couple of weeks, repeat, repeat. Um, yeah. So. And you said you experienced deliverance, right? What was that process like for you? Well, that was one of the most freeing things for me because it was me trying to win in my own strength. Um, mm -hmm. So I was trying all the strategies, all the tactics. So yeah, it was... It came down to talking about it, it, like which which I still agree are good things. I think it needs to be brought into the light, needs to be talked about. Like it's something I'm passionate about now is pornography with um, young people um, or young adults too. Because even in my time of staffing with YWAM, it's like most people are coming in with this problem, and I know where you're coming from. It sucks, mm. and to shake free, yeah, it sucks. Um, so yeah, I would say I've I've gone through all those practical things to try to shake free break free like a little funny story um oh this would have been just after school actually um because i just started studying uni but to get in i won a competition a photo competition with a balloon is like get a photo with your balloon 
and you go in to win an iPad, an iPad mini for a contest. And everyone's putting up just photos, selfies with their balloon. I'm like, I'm just going to do something cool. So I got a photo back flipping. Off a bridge. Yeah, off a pier with the balloon. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I won one of the iPad minis, first competition I've ever won. And anyhow, <laughs> one of the days I'd given into pornography was on that. And I'm like, I've had it. I've had enough. Like, because it, it brings out all these things in your life. I could yeah. see an aggressive side of me, which was probably a good aggression. It was like, I'm angry at this thing. Um, but then that would turn on to being angry at myself for yeah. this too. So I just took the iPad outside. There was a pallet out there. So I ripped up the pallet and just utterly <laughs> annihilated the, the, um, the iPad. Like I remember the nail and just stuck it right in there. I don't care. I don't care about this possession. Like this is, this is yeah. important to me. But it would have been after that actually, um, but pretty soon after that where God had just met me in the midst of it. Yeah. Um, like I remember being down on my hands and knees one time after it and I just felt his presence come over me but it was yeah that moment that I said when I'd just given in and I said I'm not going to be upset about this God thank you that you are setting me free of this because I just can't do it and that's when that addiction um like I'd given in a, a few times after that but the addiction to it had just broken off completely um of that repeat cycle repeat cycle um like I would say that that's when the curve turned. I, I don't know if that makes sense. That's just the best way that yeah, I can kind no, of remember it. Um, yeah. But yeah. I'm incredibly thankful that that was something that God dealt with in a really direct way before, um, like I, I was still pursuing Georgia, but um, nothing ever was like, you know, really working or moving forward with us. And I'm really thankful for that, that it didn't happen earlier whilst I was in that place. Um, yeah, I'm thankful that God dealt with that. Like I'd say, well and true. I'm not saying that there's no capacity not to fall into pornography. Like I'm really aware of that. George and I are very open in our conversations with that. Um, but it hasn't been a problem with our marriage and it hasn't been a problem since we've been dating or engaged. Um, just thankful that that was something that God dealt with directly um, before that. Before that. Um, what yeah. was your response, Georgia, when you, when initially, when you found out or when you had that conversation? I knew that God had so much mercy and so much grace. And that, like, I felt like that came upon me as well in that moment. Um, and it was kind of like, yeah, it sucks and you need to get over this addiction, but like, you're still loved. And, um, I believe that you're trying and that's enough. Um, I think, I think knowing, knowing his heart and knowing that he was trying was just, I think that was beautiful to me because you see so many people that are in it and they want to be in it and they don't want to even try to like, yes. Yeah. They're like, but a heart that wants to move forward, that wants to break the addiction is a beautiful heart to me, mm. I think. Yes. And you just know that desire that that person doesn't want that in their in their life. Yeah. And the, even the fact that he told me in the first place, like he had the guts to actually tell me and risk me not wanting to talk to him again. Like he, yeah. he had the guts to do that. And I think the fact that he did that showed that he was willing to sacrifice what he cared for to to break that addiction which is really 
beautiful. I just believe that that's essential in a relationship. I believe the lie is, is that if I tell, then they'll love me less or they'll walk away. Mm -hmm. And Mm. as it happens that you take the risk that it does, that it does happen. You're, you know, inducing pain into that person's life to be able to step into that space and be able to have that vulnerability Mm. and, and that trust that falls. It's such a great, greater level of trust. I believe that's established in a relationship, especially when you know what you're working towards, you know, that door had been cracked open and you, you, by telling her, you taking that step, you said, I want to close this door. That door cracked in our hearts just enough. And that's all it takes, right? But you see a heart that truly doesn't want that addiction or doesn't want that sin in their life anymore. And they know that there's a life that they can have. And I believe that like God putting you in his life, he could, he just knew like, she is so good. <laughs> she's, so good. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's incredible. Um, yeah, she is. Both of you guys okay. are. So when I was in the middle of my, of the edits on my manuscript, which was in my second round of edits in January. And so yeah. I was taking communion and I was so desperate. Like, God, I felt like there was a different direction with some chapters that he wanted to go. And I was in the middle, I had my, my wine and my bread. And I was like, I know just the song. And I had looked at brutal romantic and you popped up and I was no. like, Georgia, who's Georgia. I don't know, Georgia. <laughs> but so I, I started playing it and I was like, it's an angel that's in here with me singing. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And I put that song on repeat and I was just in tears and your voice. And I, let me just tell you, I love the way Brooke sings brutal romantic. So that I was just like, Oh, I don't know. This is like, this is really good. <laughs> and so I just had it on repeat and I couldn't quit listening to it. Um, so I'm, I'm responsible for a lot of your streams on that song. <laughs> oh, <I love> that. <laughs> so so this is what's amazing, right? So I'm in the middle of my final round on my book and you had put on Instagram about the 73rd Psalm and that you were coming out with. And I was in the middle of about to do communion because wow. once again, I was like, okay, God, like I'm desperate for, you know, this and this and here's Georgia and tie and you pop up and you know and so i just dove into the 73rd psalm and just camped out in that after you put it on uh your story it's so powerful that in the the surrender i i love that it really is you know so much in what we do in our lives we feel like it's just a fight and a fight and a fight and i think it's just it's relinquishing it's that right it's the being still and truly knowing. And I find that to me, that's in the, that being still is the intimacy and coming and being with him. And like you're saying is that when you come into that, that space, that's where the healing transpires. That's what happens. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the transformation, right. In that, that time and in that process, but I've sent it to so many people and they're like, Oh my God, who is this? And I'm like, well, you'll get to know them more. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ty, are you in the background? Do you do vocals? 
Yeah, I am. Oh, yeah. Most, mostly guitar, but a little, a little bit. Okay. I thought I, I heard, I was like, I think I hear a man's voice back there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. He's, um, he's a, he is a talented musician. God's gifted him so much. He, whatever he puts his fingers to, he picks up straight away. Like, he's, um, he's my guitarist. He's my pianist. He's my, um, like, mostly I've got one other person to do, do do drums on one of my songs but he does the drums for most of the songs it's crazy he's learning saxophone at the moment I'm like yeah that's gonna be awesome <laughs> <laughs> you're a unicorn <laughs> you're magical is that is that the thing you're no, pure no. magic <laughs> I love no, it I actually okay. I actually feel really blessed by this conversation um and meeting you and hearing your story. God has gifted us with you. <laughs> oh, I, hey, that it's mutual. I did though. I really wanted to get to know you guys and I, I so value and I thank you. And I'm so honored that you shared so much about each of your individual stories. And I know there's so much more we could all talk about. If you guys could say, what is your heartbeat for? What brings you joy? Yeah, that's a good question. That is you a good question. Um, huge heart for justice, huge. That's huge for me. And also people knowing their worth. Um, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like worth as in the worth that God has placed on them. Yeah. Cause I have, I know so many people who don't have a relationship with God because they don't think they're good enough. And that's yes. really the, the yes. where you draw the line. Um, and, and I've experienced how merciful God is in my life and how much grace he's given me when I don't deserve it. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Justice and worth and those just intertwine, right? It yeah. just goes hand in hand. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Ty, what um, about you? Yeah, I'd say for me, it, it, it very much would just be intimacy with Christ. That would yeah. be the main thing that it would probably like at the core of most things for me, it's um draws back to intimacy because yeah. I'd say that's the thing that I lacked through my teenage years. Well, I sort of had, but lacked, but then it was like prayer and worship came alive for me um, when, I, when I was a young adult. And it's like, wow, intimacy with Christ was one of the things that really became foundational. So for us in our marriage, it's we find we start slipping away from that. We're like, how can we bring this back to the forefront? How can we bring this first? And, whether in conversations with discipleship and stuff like that too, I would say that's just what it brings. brings back to you. That's just yeah. what my heart longs to bring the conversation yeah. to or to that's really see cool. what comes of it. Um, because that's what's changed you most, right? Yeah. yeah that's that's really so cool. powerful. And that is in a conversation to be able to unpack that. Many times we begin a conversation with how did I get here? Start asking why why instead of how when you begin Mm. with why instead of how the how will come you know that will Mm. uncover itself and I find that draw back from asking why because how seems more accessible sometimes that how even though it's not it seems more tangible it's like we want that formula you know we want that give us the open the book and what's the you know what's the secret for success in yeah. life but it's like what you've gone through georgia let's get to the root and isn't it 
interesting that scripture says we're rooted and grounded in love. When you look at that, if you want to say like the soil and you look at the system like that, the roots of what's underneath the soil, it is truly about that pruning process and uprooting that's yeah. what's there. And yeah. intimacy, Tyler, I feel like that's that follows, right? I feel like that just cultivates all of that in our life. Thank you guys so much. This is so good. What a gift and an honor. Thank you, Julia. All right. Bye. Ty and Georgia just released their first album in January of 2022 called Sodom Sins. You can find their album on all major streaming platforms. Thank you so much for tuning into Yellow Soul today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did and you feel refreshed, inspired, and empowered to share your story of resilience with others. Together, we are inspiring others to begin their own Yellow Soul dialogue. Cheers, friend. I cannot wait to chat again soon.